0: All right, welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic. Derek is not here for this one. I feel like it's been a while since it's been just me. So if everybody got used to listening to Derek and myself, I apologize. You just stuck with me. However, we do have a very cool guest, one that we've kind of been working with for a little bit, but this one came together super fast. Um, we have Steve from Encore Golf. Um, if you're like me, you kind of know who Encore Golf is. But tonight, we're going to learn a lot more about them. Steve, welcome to the pod. Um, A little bit of like a background. Um, Like I was telling you before, I had heard of Encore because of a random golf club event. Um, Derek and I played at the one here in Minnesota. We had so much fun. Those events are so, so cool. Um, The Playing a huge scramble like that, I didn't know how it was going to go. And I'm so happy that everybody had so much fun. Um, But there's a guy there. I believe his name was Nick. Uh, i believe he is part of encore i don't i don't know what your guys's titles are exactly um but he gave everybody a couple balls and i was like this is really cool so i'd emailed nick and then we just kind of lost contact and thanks to austin aka mr showtime himself he hooked me up with you um it's a long story short steve welcome to the pod We're i'm excited to learn about all about encore
1: yeah thanks thanks for having me on dominic and, um, yeah, we've, we've got a great partnership with Eric and random golf club and, um, Nick, Nick Bennis, our social media manager has been out on tour with them on, at a number of their meetups. And, um, I guess he, he was given the name, Nikki balls. So a lot of the, the RGC community knows him as that great kid. Um, so yeah, just appreciate you having me on and, and, you know, giving us the platform.
0: Oh, for sure. I appreciate you coming on on such short notice. Originally, we had a guest planned. She got sick and then Derek got sick. And, you know, you you you're like, hey, let's do it. And I was like, cool, let's go. Uh, I got an email like 8 a.m. that you were on and I was like, "Mm, I'm staying in bed. So appreciate you coming on, (laughs) even though it's 8 p.m. my time now. But yeah, Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of background on Encore. When did it start? Who started it? Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. So myself and my co-founder, Brett Blakely, we started Encore a little over 10 years ago now, and, um, we were friends living in New York city and I had went to NYU, was playing on the golf team there when I first met Brett and Brett had moved from Buffalo and was in international marketing, um, so I had graduated and, and ended up taking a job at Deutsche Bank and was working in investment banking for a few years. Um and at one point Brett came to me and he said, um, you know, did I ever show you the golf ball that my father's company, that was a nanotechnology company, um, had been working on? And Brett's dad is Keith Blakely, who's our CEO. Um, but Brett knew I was a golfer and and all my buddies from NYU, you know, the golf team. So when he told me about the ball, I did some research online and it was a hollow metal core golf ball and I'd never really heard or seen anything like it. Um, and Doug Dufault, the engineer who had developed it with three engineers, worked for Keith. And it was honestly kind of a side project for them. They were mainly focused on fuel cells, alternative energy, um, nano cement, the golf ball was, you know, something that Doug and his, um, three engineer buddies had patented, but they hadn't actually built. Um, so the technology, their, their concept was if they could push the weight to the outside of the ball, they could cut down on the side spin. So they were all kind of hack golfers, you know, um, you know, just amateurs looking for an edge and and incredibly brilliant guys. And so they had come up with this concept of a marble, basically a hollow marble inside of the golf ball. Um, but the company that kind of funded it and developed it really wasn't a sports technology company. And they weren't really doing a lot with the golf ball. Um, And right around that time, it was um kind of, you had the 08, stock market crash and I was looking to get out of finance and, um, Brett, um, um, Brett was looking to looking for a job. We had both actually lost our jobs on the same day, um, during that financial tsunami. So we kind of, you know, put our heads together and said, geez, I I wonder, you know, if there's something we can do with the, with the golf ball technology. So long story short, we ended up forming Encore, licensing the technology, um, eventually purchasing it from Doug and his um engineer buddies. And Doug's still our main engineer. Um but that was kind of how we got started with something that um Really wasn't being given given the light of day, um, and just persevering and and building um, a golf brand around some cool technology. Now it turns out over the years, we've really evolved that hollow metal core design, but that was how we got our start.
0: I had never thought of the golf ball as being so I don't want to say complicated, but complex might be a better word. I never thought of moving the weight to the side of the golf ball to cut down on size. Then that that's actually super interesting. Um, I'm not super familiar with how golf balls work other than when I hit mine, it goes straight into the woods. So that might be playing the wrong ball. Um, That's actually like really cool. So when you say like hollow metal, is there metal in the ball or is it just kind of, that's where the inspiration took, like took place?
1: Yeah so it was the original design was um stainless steel we had two kind of semi-spheres that were um welded together to form you know a, basically a ball mm-hmm. and turns out the ball was very accurate but it it ended up being pretty hard feeling um mostly and and feel is mostly sound related so you'd hit the ball and it kind of had a metal ting to it um, and it was a little bit shorter, so the concept behind perimeter weighting we we proved um worked, and it was pretty accurate, but we knew we needed to make a ball that was just as long, if not longer than say the pro v um while still maintaining our unique perimeter weighting so um we ended up basically blowing up the core, so there's um. Kind of a high density metal powder now that's embedded in the polymers in that in that mantle layer. So we still achieve that perimeter weighting. And and now the feel and distance are are just right up there with the best. And um so so yeah, it's come a long way from those initial designs, but we still incorporate metal, just not a, a
0: physical metal core. It's in a powder form now. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. It feels like that sounds like something totally different. And I'm assuming you guys have like a patent on it. So like Titleist can't come through and be like, haha, this is ours now. Um, why isn't anybody else doing this? And why are you guys the ones to think of it? Not saying that it's like a bad thing by any means, but I'm just wondering why nobody else has tried it.
1: Yeah, so there there'd been metal um metal balls in golf balls in the past going back years um much smaller than what we were trying to do and they weren't they weren't hollow um so you you know you saw the perimeter weighting right with golf clubs they used to be solid metal um persimmon wood right and then they kind of evolved into this hollow um metal shape right for the perimeter weighting, mm-hmm. moment of inertia, right? Keeping that face um, squared through impact. So that technology from the driver, really the big Bertha was, was the one that ushered in that design. Um, then it came to irons um, and putters, right? You have the heel toe weighting on the putters now um, and the hollow metal designs for irons. Um, so we were just really the first to incorporate it into golf balls. And it's always yeah. really been something that we've owned and, and worked on, um, why the other guys haven't done it. Um, yeah, we do have patents and, you know, trade secrets. Um, so, so that certainly helps. And, you know, everyone's kind of focused on their own niche and thing, but, um, I think Doug and, and, The three other engineers that came up with that design were they were in automotive aeronautics, um, doing various government research. So they kind of came from outside the industry. So they were able to really just kind of take risks that I think people inside the industry wouldn't have thought of. And. Um conversely, people inside the industry took notice. And we um over the years we attracted John Calabria and Mike Jordan, who built Title is Pro V1, Taylor Maid's TP5, you know, alongside with other engineers, obviously, but they were instrumental in those designs. And um they were kind of attracted to what we were doing with the perimeter weighting. So they they just supercharged our designs. Um, and we launched the Elixir. Um, uh, we got couple golf digest gold awards with that ball. It's a low compression, super soft tour ball. And um, just one my golf spice top ball in their 20 to 30 price point category. And then our Vero X1 and Vero X2, which are step up from the Elixir, a little firmer, um, kind of designed for the, you know, the scratch or lower handicap golfer, right? Um, but Turns out the Vero X1 our best seller um, and golfers of all skill levels are really loving it. So we were fortunate to have them, you know, John and Mike come, come in and Keith, our um, CEO, he's a materials um, nano graphene guy. So we've got some really smart people involved. Um, and then we've got some good investors. You mentioned um, before the call, one of our uh, on our ambassador page, Charles Schwab. So Charles, um, you know, iconic financier and built built an incredible business. Um, is very involved in in golf, you know, even on the champions tour with the Schwab Cup. Mm-hmm. But um he he had tried the ball through Al Guy Border, who's known on on tour as being the first guy to shoot 59. Um so Al and Charles were friends, and Al gave Charles um, some of the elixir balls to try, and and he fell in love with them. And we ended up doing some Schwab logo balls for him, and and eventually um, he came on as an investor, one of our largest um, shareholders, and just been an amazing backer for us.
0: Oh wow, that's so cool! I feel like I'm getting like a whole like golf history lesson. <laughs> which I was not expecting. Yeah, hopefully I'm
1: not um, overloading
0: you No, 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 no. I, I'm not like a total like golf ball nerd, but I like to hear about how different every company is, right? Like every company is here for a reason and there's a reason you guys have following and you're backed by Charles Schwab and Josh Allen plays your ball and Ezekiel Elliott plays your ball, which we'll definitely talk about. Um, When you were going over... Kind of, I don't want to say like, you know, when you said trade secrets, I'm lucky enough to work with Mizuno in my day job. I work in the running industry, so I'm very close with my Mizuno rep. Um, And Mizuno is one of those brands that is super like hush-hush, top secret. Um, You know, they don't travel, like two guys don't travel together in case the plane crashes type secret. like They are like that. So... Like in the running industry, they don't tell people what their rubber's made out of or what the wave plates are made out of or stuff like that, right? It's they do similar stuff with their golf line. Um, but you talking about that kind of reminded me of Mizuno. And I think that's super cool because Mizuno is one of those brands that is super, in my opinion, it's super slept on. Right? People who play Mizuno love the hell out of Mizuno. And I kind of get that vibe from you guys. People that play the encore balls, I've never heard anything bad about them. You know, I've never I've never played one myself, to be totally honest, transparent. Um, I was given a couple balls at the event, but I didn't want to hit the ball once and then never see that ball again just because of the event. I wanted able to like, you know, try it per se. Um, but I it kind of feels like Mizuno minus being from Japan, you know, top secret kind of slept on. So I, it feels very cool in my opinion. Um, yep. and I love Mizuno. Me too.
1: Um, great. I, I've got their, their irons in my bag. Oh, and, cool. Um, I don't think I've tried their running shoes. Um, kind of team Saucony over here, but, um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give them a shot. Now that <laughs> I have to give I them a love, shot.
0: Yeah. I do love Saucony. Um, yeah, Mizuno, the new Wave Horizon just came out. Um, I know the reps, like, we don't seed people for anything, but he's like, You're gonna get a pair. I'm like, Yeah, I am. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I actually just bought the new MBO one putter. I got in like the beautiful blue color. The issue is it's February in Minnesota. So we don't really have golf going on. And the issue is it's super warm and like uncharacteristically no snow. So like the courses are open, it's just getting a tea time. It's like borderline impossible, but yeah. I mean, depending which sock in shoe you're wearing, I can definitely do recommendations, but we'll save it after just because I don't think people like you want to talk about shoes um, as much. That's kind of when <laughs> the audience dips. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned... So it, it's been, I had a question.
1: Quick yeah. question. You you said it's hard to get tea time now in Mizo-
0: in um, Minnesota. Minnesota. A lot of wow. courses aren't open that's it's, that's kind yeah, of an issue, February. yeah, so normally this time of year, it's like thirty below ten feet of <laughs> snow. Um, it was like thirty three today. There's no snow. It's just a lot of the courses didn't reopen if that makes okay. sense, and then gotcha. the ones that did are like booked out for like weeks because we're taking advantage of it um. So like we're working with a course set up uh we call them shindigs. they're basically tournaments and he was saying that last week they're booked out like 10 days in advance because of this wild weather we're having um wow that, yeah i yeah. think Derek. i mean it rained christmas eve christmas day to the point where if it wasn't raining we could have played golf on christmas day crazy yeah, it's yeah not i normal. know
1: we're we're at a Buffalo, and I know some of my buddies have been out um, the last week golfing. I think it dipped back into the 30s. I'm actually in in San Diego um, at the moment, but um, but yeah, it's. I wonder from like a greenskeeper's point of view if there's if there's concern, even though the weather is warmer about play that time of the year. You know, if that's why most of the courses are still closed by you. Or if, you know, the guys that stay open if they're potentially doing damage. But I guess it's,
0: you know, that was you know, my, there's, there's a downside,
1: I guess. to Yeah,
0: that was my initial know. thought, mainly because it's still cold. So like, you know, you take a big divot and you refill it with like the seed or whatever it is. It grows in the spring and summer, right? Like, you know, it makes right. sense even into the fall. I don't think it's going to grow now because it's so cold and i wonder if it just kills everything. So i wonder when it yeah. becomes spring if there's just going to be like dirt. Every, you know what i mean? Like there's not going to be like a yeah. flower, it's just going to be dirt.
1: Yeah. Wish i had a degree in agronomy or something to be more educated on this, but you're always you you're mean? always learning something new in the golf business, right?
0: Yeah, my buddy had my buddy's like a like an assistant greenskeeper or something and i i don't want to ask him about it because i know it's gonna be like a 10 minute just like non-stop rant and then i'm gonna <laughs> sit there just like pretending to care and then i'm gonna feel bad because i zoned it all out but like he's my best friend so i'm like i'm gonna nod my head and say yep i get it so but well, anyway when uh
1: when derek's back maybe he can be the next interview right <laughs>
0: I don't think it's that interesting we'll
1: call, call see if they're um, see if they're interested
0: <laughs> yeah we're booked out to like may so he'd, he'd have to wait a little bit which is too bad um anyways <laughs> i wanted to talk about the different golf balls you guys offer you kind of give us a little little tidbit of each ball um can you kind of go over the three balls you know so like if anybody's listening they go okay I like this, I like that. Cause it sounds like I would be playing from kind of what we spoke about. It sounds like I would play the elixir. Derek is much better than me. He'd probably pay play the um the nicer ball. Can't think of the name. X1. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Vero X1. Vero, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um I'll start with our ball. That's uh 55 compression. Um 20 bucks a dozen two piece distance surlin cover, um, just a great ball for beginners for, um, you know, golfers looking for, you know, ball, that's not gonna, you know, break the wallet and
0: yeah, that one is also super good affordable. And
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, that's, we want it to be that way. Um, great, great in the colder weather. Um, you know, it's got that soft feel. And when we first came out with it, we were getting a lot of reviews that it was, like, better than, you know, certain tour balls. And we were like, well, it's, you know, it was it was a compliment, right? It wasn't designed to compete at that level because, you know, again, certain cover, um, more geared for distance, you know, beginners, slower swing speed, seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, great ball price. I mentioned the elixir um that's at about 80 um 84 compression um so it's on the lower end of compre- lower compression for tour balls um you know it's racked up a number of awards just you know we we call it the every man's tour ball just because there's there's a category of golfers at 29 bucks a dozen um it's a great deal and um the feel on it's it's really good, Flight, flight's great, it's um, three-piece, um, it's got a TPU thermoplastic urethane cover, um, and it's got our perimeter weighting technology in it as well. Um, and the next ball in the lineup is the Vero X1, so that's four-piece, um, that's got a cast urethane cover, so it's a little thinner cover than the Elixir, so you're gonna get a little more spin around the greens. Um, a little higher on the compression, too, not much. I think it's generally around 85. Um, and that that turns out to be our best seller, that ball. Um, so that our customers love it. It's just it's not too soft, not too hard. It flies, got a great flight to it. Um, again, it's got the perimeter weighting technology. Um, and we had some guys on tour using it, playing in, you know, we've had guys play in US Opens with it. Um, and we got some feedback that the guys, you know, out on the PGA tour would really need something firmer than the X1. So that led to the Vero X2, um, which is 10 points higher. It's 95 compression, um, you know, low spinning off the driver, um, great wedge spin, great distance, great fields, got the perimeter weighting technology in there. Um, so that's been a nice addition right now. We're at $43 on that um, versus 40 for the X1. And that's um, that's the lineup. We do have a prototype ball, um, which we've labeled the Vero XP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar to the X2. It's got a new core technology in there. Um, so we probably around Q2... Uh, and the q two, we'll be rolling that that new core technology out throughout um, each of the models. So we'll have some updated balls later in the year,
0: even like the expensive one being forty three dollars a dozen, that's still not I mean it's not crazy, right? Like people are spending what sixty bucks on a dozen of pro vs
1: right yeah, it's it's crazy. and we wanted we wanted to make sure that. Even though the balls are super premium and 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 filled with great technology that it was affordable and reasonable for golfers. Um, and, and we're primarily direct to consumer. We do have pro shops, um, but we just found that going you know through the through the internet, having the relationship with our customers um, was you know a way to save our customers' money but also just kind of enhance the overall ball fitting experience um so yeah most of our most of our business is done through EncoreGolf.com.
0: i like that it's, personally um that kind of leads me to my next question now that you guys are the official ball of fling golf which congratulations um obviously we're good friends with austin ebersole number one ranked fling golfer in the world shout out austin um He's probably at home rocking his mullet, playing with his little girl. I love that guy. Uh, he's my favorite. Yeah, um, good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, so obviously with fling golf, it's a little bit different than normal golf, right? Like, I don't think they worry about the spin of the golf ball as much. I could totally be wrong. I've never talked to Austin about how the golf ball spanks coming out of the, I call them flingers and he loves that. I call them flingers out of the fling six. Um, is there a ball that, They'll play or do they get to pick their, their ball? You know what I mean? Like, so are they all playing the elixir? Are they all playing this? Is there like a good mishmash?
1: I know Austin was playing the elixir. Um, And and there's a, a handful of others that, that are probably playing either the Avant, you know, or possibly the X one. So there is, there is one of the, one of the fling golfers. He's built a contraption. To kind of launch tests, to me by email a few days ago, and you know requested some samples. So I'll have some more data in terms of spin rates and everything with with the fling. But um, they're you know they're a passionate community. I know there's there's some golfers that you know probably aren't fans of you know that version of golf. Um, you know, but like foot golf, right? These are top golf. I think it's just good, good to expose people to different aspects of the game. And, um, if fling golfer turns into a, you know, a, a, whatever you want to call it, regular golfer, <laughs> normal golfer, um, great. Right. And vice versa. If, if someone that's playing golf likes, you know, trying out the fling golf. So, one of the things when we started Encore, um, Brett, my founder, um, co-founder was really big on um, a book called blue ocean Okay. and blue ocean is like, you know, a marketing concept where it's like, you, you don't swim in the shark infested waters that are red and, um, try to basically do things the way the competition is doing them. In our case, you know whether it's Titleist, Callaway, TaylorMade, right? We're we're never going to be able to spend as much or do the things they do um, and get notice. So Blue Ocean has been part of our strategy, which is you know do some different things on the marketing side. Um, I think Fling Golf kind of fits into that, where you know an outsider might say, "What the hell does that have to do with a premium golf ball technology company?" But know they're a passionate community and they just appreciate that we're supporting them and um, they're spreading the word so Mm -hmm. it's um it's just getting started and keith um keith Blakely, our ceo was kind of the one who who's been interfacing with them and their leadership and they've done a good job growing the sport and getting some visibility on espn and some other channels
0: yeah. I mean, we were lucky enough to have Austin come on pod. And I mean, he sent me a, a signed fling stick and it's super cool. I'm at the point where I keep looking at it. I'm like, I could probably sh- like throw that golf ball like 400 yards in reality with my luck. If I tried it and go like straight down. Um, I want to get one that's not signed cause I don't want to rub off his signature just cause it's like, you know, cool. My friend signed it for me and he just happens to be insanely good at flinging a damn golf ball. Um, but I follow him, and then I follow Sam Scantron. Um, that community is so passionate about what they do. Um, I remember when we released the episode, everybody who played fling golf professionally was listening and left us reviews, and was like liking it and sharing it. And I've never played fling golf. I, it's not something that's like on my bucket list to do, but I'm probably gonna try it. I've never felt so loved by a community that I felt like a stranger in. So I think in terms of, you know, that blue ocean, you guys really knocked it out of the park with them because they will have your back. They'll talk about it. And I feel like before you know it, they're going to be everywhere. Cause I feel like they're like the pickleball of golf. The issue is I think pickleball is the dumbest thing ever. Um, (laughs) Where I would play fling golf, right? I'm not going to be caught dead playing pickleball. Um, partially cause like Derek already heard himself doing it. And I feel like it's like an old person thing. I apologize if you play pickleball, I just think it's, I, I haven't sport.
1: played much of it, but it's, yeah, it's taken the, taken the world by storm. Apparently I didn't, we were at the PGA show and they, they apparently had a, a number of pickleball booths um, because of the, you know, crossover and sports and golfers, a lot of golfers play it. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I do enjoy like tennis and it probably is something I would play. I play a lot of racquetball, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't tried fling golf either. Um, look forward to, to trying that. And, um, yeah, it's funny cause I watched a few of his Austin's videos and they make it look so easy. I can't, can't be that hard you know it's like lacrosse just wing it but um i think there is a technique and i think they they make it look easy but i'm sure it's pretty hard
0: yeah i he watching him he just goes boop and then the ball's flying i'm like man if i would have do it if i would have done it i would have flung it and then not like flicked it or whatever and it would just would have gone straight to another ground um but then like i feel like he kind of talked about it on his episode where people are like, Oh man, you're not a real golfer. You can't play real golf. And then he posted a video of him hitting a golf club and he's better than me. Not saying I'm the best ever, but like the dude's talented, whether you want to buy into thing golf or not, it's a great community of people. And I'm happy a company partnered with them because they deserve a little bit more credit with what they're doing with their craft.
1: No, that's, that's good to hear. I think, I think, um, some of our team members will will appreciate that too because I think they, um, you know, they thought Keith was a little crazy when he's like, "We're the official ball of fling golf." So, um, but that was once once I got to know a lot of the, the, you know, the guy we met a number of them at the PGA show, Austin included, and um, we had been supporting a couple of them. Um, some of the more talented ones prior to that. Um, and they'd just been really um, good people. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, they're just dudes being dudes, you know, it, it's hard to really be mad at them. Um, I did want to touch on a couple of your ambassadors. I We kind of touched on Charles Schwab already. I think that's dope. Um, you have one of the most talented quarterbacks in the world as an ambassador being Josh Allen. I am not a Bills fan. I'm a Niners fan. I'm pissed. I'm still sad. I cried. I threw up. I'm getting over it, though, because oh. we'll All be right. back. Um, but how did you get Josh Allen to be an ambassador for you? Obviously, you being from Buffalo makes sense, right? But you still got to get someone like him. You know, you, you got to get his attention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so Josh is amazing. Um, just such an incredible talent on the field and, and off the field too, just a great guy. But um, we're, you know, Encore's course based in Buffalo, New York. And um, we had, so we had made an announcement that we were working on kind of our own version of a top golf in Buffalo mm-hmm. and it caught Josh's eye he might have seen a post on social media and he had um reached out to his agent and said, Hey, you know, what's going on with Encore? And um you know, I'd I'd like to see what they're up to here, you know, in Buffalo. So his agent um reached out and um really nice guy and and kind of coordinated a meeting for them, all the you know, Josh and his agent to come into the office and meet the team kind of just hear about what we were all about and turns out he's obsessed with golf. Um, and we, you know, give him golf balls to try. And at the time we, it was before he really had his, his kind of breakout season and he hadn't, he didn't have his contract spoke contract. So we, we weren't even sure if he would be around after a year, you know, just with how the trades work and everything. So, mm-hmm. We were super excited to have him interested but at the same time you didn't you don't want to get too excited um without knowing you know how long he'd be in buffalo um but it turns out you know um you know he's here for the foreseeable future god willing and um we've just gotten to play some golf with him and film some commercials and he's been Um, He's played in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and the Waste Management. Um, So he usually rocks like this Encore hat with the capital letters and just a really great advocate for for Encore, for Buffalo, for our community. And um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about
0: him. I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about him other than like on ESPN with his interceptions. But, you know, off the field. I've heard nothing but good things. Um, he, I believe he played in one of the, um, one of the events that I, I can't think of the name. Yeah. It started oh, out match, a
1: match, the match the with match. Uh,
0: Brady. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. That's when I first saw him and he had on the encore gear. And I was like, Oh, huh, okay. Knowing now that it's from Buffalo it makes more sense. The one that I find super interesting is um, Ezekiel Elliott, especially now that he plays for the Patriots being like their rival. Obviously, it was a one-year deal. I don't know where he's going to play now, but how did Zeke get involved?
1: So Zeke um, Zeke got involved actually through through an app um, that we've uh, acquired called Golf Boost. Okay. And it's, it's an Swing lesson app. It's pretty cool. If you're listening, you can download it. iOS, um, Android, and there's a free portion of it where you can basically just film yourself with your smartphone, and the AI um, will give you a lesson. Um, so it kind of looks at all the data points in your, you know, your body and mechanics, and um, it's really pretty fascinating technology. We've been working on it for a few years now, and keep making upgrades to it. But, um, so he had tried that he was a beginner golfer and I want to say he was down in maybe the Dominican in the off season golfing and he was using the app and helped to, you know, helped to swing out and, um, he ended up becoming a shareholder and, and just a, a great ambassador for us.
0: That's cool. I know he's been one of my favorites since he entered the league. Um, people like to really like rip on him. But I'm like, I like seeing the shorter, bigger guys just run through people. Um, I've always thought that was cool. I mean, growing up, I luckily I was able to watch Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. So it's been nothing but downhill backs in my life, anyways. Even now, yeah. I have McCaffrey, which is not a downhill back, but he'll run through anybody. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, no, that's super cool. That was a great game. You know, we yeah, un- don't. unfortunately we've seen. Um, we've we've been on the other end of that with the chiefs so we we feel your pain i mean and, this is um,
0: this is twice now twice in four years yeah
1: yeah but um hell of a season your team put together there so
0: they'll be back i do to I, that I, yeah i mean obviously you see the big school thing i went i mean minnesota de facto vikings fan their organization is so badly run. it's almost comical. that's why Diggs left, so you're welcome for Diggs even, <laughs> yeah, even though he's probably gonna leave the bills uh, he's drama queen, but the dude produces and wants the damn ball. Can't blame the guy um, yeah he's yeah,
1: he's incredible for sure,
0: oh, hands of gold, um, yeah, I don't know, anyways, so I think that's all I have for like. The actual like golfy golf stuff um the last little bit we always do we always talk about like food just kind of more about you as a golfer stuff like that um so one of our favorite questions that we normally ask obviously derek normally has his computer with all the questions and of course he didn't email them to me like i i forgot to ask him that's the issue so i'm gonna go out of order this is my memory serves me um my favorite one to ask, because everybody hates me when I answer it, is: Do you prefer morning rounds or twilight rounds?
1: Twilight. Yeah, I'm I the just, same way. I just something about the sun setting, and um, I know I know it can be limiting in terms of how many holes you can get in. But I'm supposed to play yeah, Tory Pines next week. Um, And it's going to be a twilight round, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. That'll be super cool. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we played um, the ocean course at Half Moon Bay over last summer. That we did in the morning. Derek had to drag me out of bed. That is the only morning round that I can like happily say I enjoyed. That course (laughs) beautiful. Um, We had a great played it. Hmm. Oh, it's. Stunning. I think I almost killed a woman. Um, but it absolutely beautiful. Yeah, me and golf clubs and a golf ball, and not always it's it's not mm-hmm. the best look. Um, is it the ball
1: ball or the club that almost got her?
0: I think it was me. <laughs> um, the ball almost hit her. I the sun was coming down, so like I can't see, and she was walking up steps that I, I didn't know were there. Because again, I'm not from California, I don't know that golf course. And everyone else is yelling four, and I'm blinded. And I'm like, I can't see anything. And they're like, dude, you almost like domed her. I'm like, well, she shouldn't have been standing there. Like, what are you doing? Um, I missed her oh, completely, man. which is good. Because I missed the hole, too. Thank God, right? Oh, I know. Jordan from Odin would have been pissed because I was using one of his balls. <laughs> um, if we're ever in Buffalo, New York. What's a place we have to eat at? I know it. That's hard.
1: So, yeah, the the I guess the the obvious, you know, wings are one of the things Buffalo is known for. Our food cuisine, um, Barb Bill, I would say, is tends to be. I know it's Josh Allen's favorite. Definitely some of the best wings. Um, Hutch's is like a classic Buffalo just really nice restaurant, steakhouse. Um so I would say yeah, barbell and Hutch's are two great options.
0: I I love wings. Um are you a drum or flats guy?
1: Um I like I like them both. Yeah I I guess I don't I don't have a strong opinion on on that. Um but um but yeah you, you won't have a bad wing there. So
0: and then are you come, putting like blue cheese or visit. ranch or anything? They're on, they're on me if you come visit. Oh, take you up on that? Yeah, it's blue blue
1: cheese, and and everyone in the city gets upset if you say ranch. Or oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a little buffalo chip on our shoulder.
0: In the Midwest, we're kind of known for putting ranch on everything, which thankfully I'm not one of those people who put ranch on everything. Um, I have family members who dip like the pizza and ranch. I'm like, you know, you gotta stop because yeah. feeding into the stereotype. Um I enjoy a good blue cheese wing though. I, I, I can get behind that. My sister.
1: That's great.
0: I do enjoy blue cheese oh. and ranch though.
1: Broke up a little,
0: sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry, you broke up a little yeah no, I was saying i yeah, I so, enjoy so. I enjoy blue cheese, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, me too and then one question we always love to ask, what would your walk up song be on the first hole? Um, that's a good one. This is why we don't resend the questions because then you have all day to think about this, and that's no fun,
1: yeah. That's that's a good one. I, I wouldn't be usher, but he did a did a good job there at the Super Bowl. He he had a uh, hell of a show. Yeah. So I I know it's probably a little sappy, but but it'd probably be a Coldplay um, Coldplay song. Just um, my father. He's he's passed, but. Um, we had a lot of good memories, like listening to Coldplay play together. Mm-hmm. So, and he's the one who taught me the game of golf. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like yellow, yellow is one that I really
0: enjoy. I was thinking yellow. You? I was, <laughs> so for you, I was thinking yellow or like Viva La Vida. I think those are oh, good. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that was a, what is a little bit of a later album, right? Um, and my so. and my uh, co-founder Brett's a huge Coldplay fan, so he'd he'd be able to rattle off every song and album way better than me.
0: I know a couple of their songs. Um, I've seen "Viva La Vida" came out. I think I was younger. I don't even want to think about what year that was. Um, I'm not that old now, though, so not a huge shock. I think for me, I go in like little musical spurts. Right. So, like, I've been listening to a lot of Brent Faez, who does he's like a modern day usher. It's kind of how I perceive him. Um, but then, like, today, all I was doing was like listening to oldies like David Banner. Um, honestly, I'd probably do like Freak Leak by, uh, Pop No. Uh, I mean, that's a banger. Um, oh. God, now I'm put on the spot. The issue is, there's so many songs that go through in my head, and Derek is historically bad at answering this question because he doesn't answer this question. I know. Um, oh. I'm bad at. It. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, what are I your feelings at on phone. Taylor Swift? I'm not a Swiftie. Yeah. Although, if we're gonna go on Super Bowl, I could. I could go to I could you know walk up to some ludicrous. Oh no, I got it. We're gonna do PIMP by fifty.
1: <laughs> With, uh, it's like auto, you know, listening to.
0: It. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you walk up to PIMP, you got a golf club and an encore ball. You're doing something at that that event. Yeah. Uh, so we lost year for a little bit. No big deal. Yes. Um, I've never had it like lose somebody, so I don't know how this is gonna like export. This will be interesting. I'm gonna learn something today. Um, anyways, I would walk up to PIMP by fifty. Just you know, you're you're up there. You got your driver, and you got an encore ball, and it's an event with people. I think you're gonna do some damage
1: yeah that that's that's a little more badass than mine. I like yours <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. well, Steve, I feel like we talked about everything encore related. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on or talk about?
1: No, no. This this was good, man. I think you covered a lot. Um, I guess the last thing I would mention would be um, for those that, that can see this, um, we did a collaboration with PJ Hope, and it's an organization that benefits veterans, stands for Helping Our Patriots Everywhere. Oh, nice. um, so we did a custom camo box and ball and uh, proceeds go back to Benefit Hope. But it's just been a really impactful partnership for for our company and for myself personally, getting to know a lot of the vets um, who have become Encore ambassadors and PGA Hope ambassadors as well. So, um, so yeah, if you're if you want to support that cause, check it out. Check out PGA Hope's website. If you're a veteran listening, um, they offer free programming so you can learn the game of golf and build. Kind of rapport and camaraderie with fellow veterans um through the sport
0: yeah and if you're a veteran listening thank you so much um yep. my dad listens this far and i don't even know if my dad listens thank you dad my dad's a vet my grandfather's a thank vet you. um i'm from a family of vets so it's super cool um i'll have to swing out or i'll have to go online buy a dozen support that because that's a great cause um especially being from a family of veterans. That's super cool. Um, my dad's office is right out there. So he's got all of his like Navy stuff and everything. And our garage is full of like his Navy posters. So that's super cool. Um, I was not aware of that. So thank you guys for partnering with such a cool organization.
1: Yeah, no, that's thanks for sharing that. And thanks to your father. Um, appreciate you having, having us on and, um, yeah, to the listeners, please give on course shot. You won't be disappointed.
0: Sounds like a plan to me. Thank you so much, Steve. Two.